Hey everybody and welcome back to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. You know, we record these podcast episodes because we know there's not a whole lot of training available out there that is specific to people in youth ministry and that's why we record this podcast. So if you found it helpful, if the content and the conversations have helped you in your youth ministry, why don't you help us get this out to other youth leaders who may benefit from the content? There's a couple of ways you can do that. Of course, you can share this episode on your social channels to help your friends who are in youth ministry connect with it. But also, if you rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, that helps to get it out to more youth leaders as well. So we'd love it if you could do that. In the meantime, enjoy another episode of the Limitless Leadership Podcast. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back again to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. I'm delighted to have back with us uh, Paul Friend. Paul, welcome back. Hello, welcome. Uh, Last month, we had a fantastic conversation around how to create a healthy culture within our youth ministries and what the hallmarks of a healthy culture are. We're going to continue that conversation today. Uh, But to say to our listeners, if you didn't hear part one, you need to go back download last month's episode uh, before you listen to this one and to save yourself the trouble of having to do that again you might as well just subscribe while you're at it (laughs) to the limitless leadership podcast Uh, so for those uh, who who missed it and i say you need to go back and listen to it but for those who did and it was a month ago just give us a reminder of those first four hallmarks of a healthy culture so we were talking last time about uh, firstly releasing, not controlling. So having having a culture where we're open-handed with both people and things that we're owning. Um, so releasing, not controlling. Then um, secondly, fighting self-interest. So making sure that we're not growing our own ego, but we're we're looking to serve and to prefer one another within our settings. Kingdom, not empire. So um, it not just being about us and our setting, our church or our youth ministry, but seeing what God's doing across a broader picture Mm. and what's God doing is kingdom, not empire. And finally, about modeling rest. So modeling rest for our own health, but also for the health of our team. Fantastic. And the fifth one is modeling prayer first. Yeah, so this one's kind of about, uh, some of it might just be me as a visionary leader, but you get an idea and you're like, I'm in. And you go straight <laughs> yeah. after it. Like, who do I need to ring? What do I need to do? Um, yeah. let's, we're on it. Let's go, go, go. Yeah. Um, but actually modeling a, a, a culture where we pray before we do anything. Um, whether that's we've got a difficult decision to make, we surrender, we pray, we, you know, and we, we all know, you know, this isn't rocket science. But in the busyness of life, sometimes we can get caught up in the doing and the prayer kind of is tagged on the end. Um, and we kind of set out our exactly what we're going to do, and then it's like, God, will you bless it? Yeah. Instead of before we even start, God, we're sensing you are asking us to do this. We just lay it down. What you, you want yeah. to say? Um, and and that can be everything from your big creative idea of something you want to do in your community to just practically every week before you start setting up um, for whatever you're doing to go. Actually, this is reminding ourselves we're here first because this yeah. is. God is here. He's interested. He loves. It's all for him. It's through him. It's in him. It's all for him. Yeah. Um, and just having that as a culture. So for us as a team, what that means is whenever we gather as a full team, we'll always spend time worshipping before we do anything. Um, 
and praying and kind of laying everything down. Um, but then every day in our office, nine to half nine, we we used to do it kind of lunchtime, but it, things would slide because someone would be on the phone or something. Yeah. So in the end, we were like, not nah, everyone's in for nine. And if some people, because of the way they work, are in before that, that's fine. But nine to a half nine we gather and that's not an opt-in you know oh, i've got a really i've got a really important meeting i can't make it today that's no we're all in yeah um, if you're in the office you're in and then we spend half an hour and we mix up how we do that because to stop it getting stale yeah but we go right we're and some of that sometimes we'll we'll be praying through specific individuals sometimes that'll be worship sometimes it'll be um, you know, this week it's obviously been focused on spree every day and we pray for different people and different things. Um, but just kind of Im- embedding in our culture that prayer goes before any of the doing. Mm. Um, so in our office, we deliberately created a prayer space in the kind of cafe where you go and get a tea and a coffee. And part of the reason for that was we start the day there, but then we keep going back into that space to get a tea or a coffee. And when you enter back to do that, you're actually entering back into the prayer space. So you're kind of moving from work to prayer to work to prayer, not just, it's just like with a quiet time where it can easily be, here's my time with God. Now I can get on with my day, Mm. but we don't want to do that. We don't want to go, here's my bit where I've surrendered to God. Now I can do what I want. Mm. But we go, I start by laying a good foundation of prayer. And then because I've done that, it helps me to keep coming back mm. um, throughout the day, throughout all our decisions, you know. And and even for us, that looks like someone arrives in the office, you know, can we pray for you? Um, you know, something kicks off right before we do anything, let's pray. Um, and trying to have that as a culture. And it's something that, you know, we... Again, it slides, so you keep having to make it a, a focus and a priority. Um, but I think it's something that we'd all want to have as a value, but we still have to fight for it to yeah. make it happen. Yeah, absolutely right. And, and you've spoken there a lot about um, modelling prayer within our teams. So we're leading a youth ministry. We want to make sure that you know the setup doesn't overwhelm the prayer time, that the reflections don't overwhelm the, the prayer time. Prayer first is going to be our, our first and most important thing we do tonight is to pray and but that that has to start authentically with you as the leader doesn't it and and you 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 must be a person of prayer if you want to model prayer first exactly so how's that work in your life what are some of the rhythms of prayer for you that that keep you coming back to to Um, jesus each day and you know what does that look like for you so for me it means daily time with god every morning before in the craziness of first thing in the morning for you for for me I, i've tried different things at different times i'm not a morning person and for years i beat myself up about the fact i wasn't a morning person and i would struggle to get up for my hour-long quiet time and it would get squeezed and squeezed and i used to beat myself up a lot i'm a bit more relaxed about that now and actually what i've discovered is um i get up i normally get up at seven every day if I try and get up before that, I'm no good to anybody by about two. Um, so that's when I get up. I get up and I'm, I get the kids breakfast. I make their pat lunches, do their piano practice, all the kind of family stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I'll go and, and while they're then, they've done their bits before school. We've got a good solid half hour, 45 minutes before. I, if I'm taking them, I have to take them all before I leave. Uh, and so then I'll go take myself off and, and spend time. And the boys know that's what dad's doing. Yeah. Um, and that's great for your for your boys to see as well because you're, you're modelling it not just for your team but for your kids as well. They yeah, know, I hope dad, so. Dad's, dad's praying. He's, yeah, he's exactly. Again. And, and then, you know, as a family, you try and model that 
all together as well and that's a journey too yeah. um but then i guess that's a whole other podcast yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right absolutely um that i probably shouldn't do um, but i am um, in terms of the, like practical things so i uh, read a while about about the examine prayer that i used that yeah. for a bit um i was at spring harvest this year and um um, 24-7, just, uh, there's another new book where they work through the, just the word pray. And I've been doing this in the morning and the evening when I get into bed every night s- since Easter, um, where prayer is just pause. So you just take a moment and welcome the presence of God. Yeah. And then R is rejoice. And you just go through. So at the end of the day, I'll just praise God for the things that have been good. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the day, I'll praise God for the things I'm looking forward to that day. Yeah. Um, then ask. So I'm the kind of person that jumps straight to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good for me to stop and thank. Yeah, very good. Then, so ask. I'm then things about the day that are coming, but also things about the next day. Uh, and then finally, why is yield? So it's kind of having asked but you, your kingdom come not yeah. mine yeah. you know your will be done not mine and i found that really helpful just in daily rhythms yeah um so that for me is some personal stuff retreat days have a uh, have a like a mentor who i spend 24 hours with every three months who yeah. challenges me and pushes me in all these things um that's really helpful and then i think just on week in week out serving stuff for me it's about turning up before anyone else yeah so if i'm leading a leadership team meeting or something i'll always rock up half an hour before it starts and get the chair set up how i want it set up so that it's a good environment whether that's a if that's a youth group setting getting getting things set up before and then i'll pray um and I usually, because of who I am, I'll walk around and pray for the individuals that come in or pray for the agenda, what we're talking about, or whatever it is. Um, so that then when everyone else arrives and we pray, I'm already in the zone. Yeah. I'm not like arriving with them, not having thought about it. Yeah. But I've already been praying Very and already good. been kind of, yeah. yeah, just some of it's about, yes, welcome the Holy Spirit and, and all that, but a lot of it's about getting me in the right place as yes, well. Yeah. Um, so things like that I find help me to lead better because I'm not going on the fly. Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, so so important, isn't it? And, and what I like about what you're saying there is it's not dissimilar to what you were saying in last month's episode about modelling rest, which is that you've had to find those rhythms and those mm. things that work for you and those 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 things that enable you to pray and enable you to draw close to Jesus uh, on a regular basis and 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 it, and it and it is that isn't it it's not a cookie cutter it's not a one size fits all but as leaders we have to be intentional about finding those ways that Absolutely. we regularly uh um we're regularly in 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 Jesus presence and mm. and spending time in prayer and as you say modeling prayer first and after modeling prayer first, uh, number six, the sixth hallmark of, of, of creating a, a healthy culture is modeling reconciliation. So, yeah, this one's just all about conflict, isn't it, really? This is about how do we deal with conflict on our team, uh, with the young people. Uh, yeah. And this is a lifelong journey as well. But I yeah. think it's one we have to go after that we're not going to 
allow kind of gossip or broken relationship to exist but we're you know if there's an issue that we that we deal with it not that we go in all gung-ho and make it bigger but that we deal with it sensitively and we you know we we take the kind of biblical model we talk to them first if that doesn't work we bring someone with us all of that kind of stuff is really practical biblical advice um but actually that we're we're doing that so if you know someone does something that upsets somebody else we're we're not just gonna get funny and walk away and talk about that to somebody else, but we're going to model how do we, how do we do, um, conflict? Well, how, yeah. man, does this generation need to know how to do conflict resolution? Yeah. Like they've seen it modeled so badly by parents and <laughs> like the previous generation yeah. that actually part of our role can be modeling, you know, it's okay to have a disagreement and yeah. then work it out. Yeah. Um, and often and actually, healthy conflict is, so important for oh, teams. Oh, so important. This is where the best, the best things come when you there's an environment where you tr- trust one another enough that you can really, you know, robustly discuss an issue. Not not an individual. It's not you're like this and you're like that. But here's what I think about the the, mm. the, the thing we're discussing mm. and, and and why, uh, and to trust one another enough to know that it's not personal. Yeah, it's, that's right. But it's about passion around an issue. So I think healthy disagreement, healthy conflict, I really try and encourage that. In yeah, absolutely. Teams. If you don't, if you don't have it, it all becomes fake and people yeah. get disinterested yeah. because then and there's the meeting after the meeting where people are like, you know, they're saying things they should have said in the meeting after the meeting because the culture didn't allow them to say it in the meeting. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think for me, it's, what was once someone once said to me you get the right people on the bus and the wrong people off the bus and sometimes you might you know if you take over in a role and you're you're leading a team like sometimes actually you some people aren't going to be a a good match for the team culture that you're trying to set and actually they do need to move on Mm. Uh, and that's okay Uh, but doing that well and gracefully and kindly is important um but then if there's conflict the danger is you know again how we've seen it modeled in our kind of consumeristic worldview is you know people disagree with something in church and they leave yeah and that, oh, you know so they true. fall out with someone else so, oh so they, that person said this well i they're not a loving church i'm going to go somewhere else and so we model that when we hit conflict in church we leave and oh. go to somewhere else and go oh isn't it wonderful here wow. where we've got shallow relationships where we don't get, <laughs> get to a point of conflict and we love it because there's no conflict yeah but we become conflict avoiders, yeah, and we become nomadic. Now, now speak, speak, speak to that being a conflict avoider, because in in my experience, uh, I would say yeah, there are a few steamrollers out there who can't wait to plow into an argument. But I would say that the vast majority of us are are far more conflict averse, yeah, than we are ready just to jump into every argument that that we can. And and so for those of us who who like me um, would rather not have a conflict if we could avoid it how do we know two questions how do we know when we need to have that discussion where we need to bring that thing up where we need to identify the elephant in the room and have a discussion about it um so how do we identify it and then secondly how do we do it how do we engage in that healthy conversation Um, i think how we identify it is it's really asking God for the gift of discernment <laughs> mm. because sometimes we operate out of the flesh again and we're annoyed about something. So we're like, we need to address it. But the truth is we need to go away and calm down mm. and get advice and wisdom and then come back and deal with it yeah. wisely. I love that thing. In is it in, is it in, I might be getting this wrong, but in one, in one of the accounts, and I think it's Mark's account of Jesus turning over the, ta- the, the, the tables in the temple, he goes there and then goes away 
and then the next day comes back and turns over the tables. So it's not a reaction, it's a yeah, decision. It's absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's that is that's key that we're not reacting hot headedly yeah. to the statement that was made or the, the the comment that we took personally. Yes. But we're you know we're there's there's the place where sometimes you have to call people out if it's yeah. if it's totally inappropriate whatever they've said but often it's going away coming back having slept on it and then addressing yeah. um and so i think you know wise counsel is really important in terms of discerning is yeah. this something that you think i need to address with the whole team or is this something i need to address with them or do i let this one go because there's going to be this one that i need to talk about in a minute um so wise counsel and discernment from the holy spirit in terms of how what what do I need to tackle? And, you know, for me over the years, that's probably been, there have been times where I thought, oh, I'm cross about this. So I need to address it. Um, and then given a day or two, I'm like, actually, you know what? I could just have a quiet word with them yeah. in a couple of weeks when it's not emotive yeah. and we can deal with it. Or actually, I can let that slide because it, I, I, I said stuff as well and we that doesn't need, it will make it worse to bring it up. But I think... I've known in my gut after 24 hours if it's something I've, I need yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if, and, you know, we all find those conversations difficult. So, yeah. you know, for me, it's about rehearsing it. Like, yeah, so that's good. I'll, I'll go through what I want to communicate. And because the danger is in, in a situation where we're nervous and we're tense, some, if you're a talk, a verbal processor like me, you'll say too much. Yeah. So you'll, you'll try to justify yourself or you're That's good. And, yeah. and too much will come out that will end up making it worse. Yeah. Um, if you're a internal processor, then um, you probably won't say enough. So actually working out, you know, I almost have a script that I almost memorize where yeah. I'm like, what I want to communicate is, and, and I always start with valuing the person and, and appreciating them That's and going, helpful. you know, really appreciate this. And you said, and, and not being afraid to say sorry ourselves, because usually when there's conflict, it's not all one person's fault. Yeah. So actually going, you know, I'm really sorry if I hurt you with what I said, or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm aware that sometimes I do this and that might be difficult. Um, and I'm sorry for that. Um, but how you reacted to this wasn't very helpful. So how can we make sure that if I do something that grates against you, that in front of other people, we don't do that how can we help each other yeah and having kind of that kind of language rather than a, a telling off yeah good. um where we're kind of coming in as because that all of that will just undermine any good culture setting that we've yeah. done if people suddenly start to feel like um i'm getting told off or i'm i'm being ostracized because of something yeah. i said all the stuff that we've already talked about gets yeah. undermined because yeah, trust good. is broken good. whereas if we're in this together we're for each other um and that when issues come up, we deal with them together, yeah. but when it's never a personal attack, you know, I'm as broken and fallen and likely to make mistakes as you are. Yeah. And I will, and I'll say sorry when I do, and let's have a culture where we all say sorry yeah. and we're not too, yeah. uh, too proud to say that word yeah. uh, and to say it and mean it. Then we can begin to create a culture where we, where we are up for conflict, but when it goes too far, we're always going to reconcile. We're Good. never going to cut Good. and run. Good. And it's impossible to overemphasize how important this element is in creating a healthy culture because you have to, in order to create and protect a strong culture, you have to challenge the behaviors that subvert mm -hmm. that culture. Mm -hmm. So going back to the, 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 the last episode, 
say that there is someone who who, who is clearly in it for themselves rather mm-hmm. than the good of the team. Mm-hmm. If you don't challenge that behaviour, then that behaviour becomes the culture, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got to learn this. Absolutely. And particularly, you know, even on that one, you could have five people who are all for serving each other and just have one who's not. And it will spread to the six. Yeah. Because it because it it's it's contagious. Mm. It's an epidemic. <laughs> and so therefore that spreads more than the countercultural bit. Yeah. So so we're we're pushing against a tide that's coming towards us. Yeah. Um so yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, that's really, really helpful, great leadership content. Number seven is modelling accountability. You did touch a a Mm. little bit on this in in the last episode, but um, unpack that for us. I think this one for me is about having having a culture where we as leaders are uh, are accountable, where we have significant, um, whether they're role models, mentors, spiritual directors, whatever you want to call them, but people who are investing in us and who who we're not leading, yeah, um, but who are leading us. Very good. Um, Paul Timothy type stuff, mm. um, and allowing them to ask the difficult questions and giving them permission to do that, and then ask answering honestly, mm. <laughs> um, because it's very leadership is a lonely journey like the more you go on in leadership you take on different things you know you're very quickly leading everybody yeah so then where are your friends and you can have friends who are on team and Mm. and who you're leading with but and that's all good and you'll have great connection and relationship but at the end of the day you're still leading them yeah um so having those for whom you who are very much investing in you and it's not uh it's not kind of peer but it's it's more than that. It's yeah. them investing in you. I think it's really important. But then modeling that in terms of encouraging your team to do that. So we, in Swim, all of our guys, they have to have a, a mentor who invests in their walk with God and ask them the difficult questions. So if we just said that to the team and didn't do it to all our trainees yeah, and didn't yeah. do it ourselves, well, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. So then we say to, you know, all of us have to have a mentor in place as well. Yeah. Uh, and that looked different for different people yeah. um, in terms of how that relationship plays out. But then we have accountability around that. So every year in our annual process with our staff, there's a whole section on how's your mentoring going. Um, and is it something that actually this one's coming to an end and we need, you know, you need to start looking for somebody else and can we help you with that? Um, so that it's embedded in our culture even. So every year at least once they'll be asked, how's it going in a formal setting? Yeah. There'll also be loads of conversation yeah. just generally, yeah. but we found it's good to have something formal as well as informal mm. to embed that in as a, as a culture. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful. So that's modelling accountability. Uh, and number eight, uh, just like Jesus, <laughs> is modelling serving. Yeah, this one for me is just leadership, really. Yeah. Like, leading is serving. If it is. You, if you can't, it is. if you want to be a leader, you, you're called to serve. Yeah. Um, we're all called to serve, but in leadership, it's easy to think when before. I always look back, I think it was when I was about... 10 I said I stood up at a meeting going god I want to be a leader and I sometimes look back and go why did I do that <laughs> but the truth is that you know we're, we're called to serve so that means it's not about position it means yep. we're you know we should and a lot of this is about our behavior yeah it's about you know when we're running an event are we the last one to lock the door yeah. And are we encourage? You know, are we looking out, encouraging? Are we willing to be the one cleaning the toilet? Very good. Not the one greeting everyone at the door. Are we willing to? Now, there are some things 
and I think I said this at the, the thing that we did, is some kind of there's some great leadership stuff around as leaders, you should only do that which only you can do. Yeah. And that's really good advice in terms of making sure that we're not taking on stuff that we don't need to be doing, that we should be yeah. delegating. Yeah. So there's some really good stuff in that. But I think the danger of that is we delegate all the serving stuff. That's very good. And do all of the upfront stuff yeah. that is that in some senses the leader needs to do a chunk of. Yes. But we can discount the other yeah. stuff and go, well, someone else can do the cleaning the loose or someone yeah. else can do the yeah. making people coffee or yeah. someone else can do the whatever is yeah. the job that most people don't really want to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying we should do that all the time. Yeah. But I think we need to be absolutely willing to do it. And so, you know, within our office environment, whenever I'm in, I'm, I, I love a good cup of tea, but I, I will always make it for everybody. Um, most of the time when I'm in, because I'm not in that much, and I want to model that, yeah, you know, I'm right. I'm here to serve you. Yeah. Um, it's not, I'm not expecting you to make me a cup of tea. Yeah. I'm here, you know, I want a cup of tea. Who else wants one? Um, and just kind of making sure, you know, can someone help us load the van with all the stuff? Yeah. Or I'm too busy, I've got really important emails to do. No, I'm here to serve a team. That's my, yeah. you know, so, yeah, absolutely, I'll help. So... Getting that balance, I guess, is tricky yeah. in terms of not just doing what anyone else could do, but also modelling there's nothing too unimportant that yeah. I can do. Yeah. You know, uh, an old pastor of mine used to say, do something every day that reminds you you're a servant. Absolutely. And I think that's a good principle to really live good by, principle. isn't it? Like, Definitely. Yes, as leaders, it may mean that I'm preaching today or leading the team meeting today or you know, leading the discussion group with our young people today. Um, but I can do something, yeah. whether it's, whether it's washing up the mugs from the hot chocolate at the end of the night, or, yeah. you know, I can do something today. We, we were reminiscing yesterday, just thinking about uh, a camera we used to run nearly 20 years ago. And we had this guy come on team to volunteer and we put him in the kitchen. So he's basically washing up all week. Mm. Um, and we found out about three to four days in that someone had signed him up because he was a worship leader. He led worship at Spring Harvest, all kinds of different things. And he thought he was coming to lead worship. And he turned up and we put him in the kitchen. Wow. But he never said a thing. Wow. And we were like, I, I stepped back and was like, wow, that is, you know, I didn't then want to go and big him up about that because I was like, no, this is obviously, you know, I'm sure God was teaching him stuff in doing it and all the rest of it. And he didn't want to make a big deal of it. But I was like, wow, I'm really impressed because you didn't, you didn't kind of kick back. You just went, I'm here to serve. And if that means... I'm not needed to worship lead. I'll happily serve in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's great. Yeah. And that, I think that applies in your everyday youth group. You know, are you, are you the last one out the door, locking the door? Yeah. Um, are you going, you've had a really hard day. You can get, you go early tonight. I'll cover. Yeah. Whatever it is, go in the extra mile to serve, to yeah. serve our amazing team. who are sacrificing so much to, yeah. to serve and be alongside us. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, such a key part. Massive, massive. And last, but most certainly not least, is this whole idea of blind spots, cultural blind spots. Tell us about those. Um, I think when you've been somewhere for a while, you settle into a culture. Mm. This is how we are. This is what we do. This is, this is, this is us. Mm. Um, and the danger with that is you can miss things that someone outside would spot that you have now not spotted because you've been there too long. Yeah. And so having inviting others in to critique what you're doing yeah. is something that I think is 
key, whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. And I think it's something that we get afraid of. Like we get afraid of feedback because we get afraid of of criticism. Yeah. Instead of actually, criticism is uh, is an opportunity to grow. Yeah. Uh, and, and if it, you know, hopefully it's constructive. Um, but if it's if we're hungry for feedback and hungry to to learn, what is, what are some of our blind spots? What is it that you know? Come watch us and see what we're modelling. Come see how people are interacting with us for a week or for the night. Come watch and then just give me some feedback on yeah. on what did you think? What was the atmosphere it's a fresh like? Perspective, What's, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And then. Be up for the negative. Don't just want the positive. That's the right. positive doesn't help you grow. It's, it makes you feel good about yourself. <laughs> but So it's nice if it's sandwiched in some positive. But go look for the negative and go. And this is something I'm really, God's really challenging me about this year. It's about going after going after critique mm. um, and saying, because it, it's actually how we grow is by receiving critique and going, how can I put this right? Very how good. can I be better in this? Yeah. Um, and so... So for me, getting getting external people in to look at what you're doing and help you to see what your blind spots are, you know, practical thing, you know, when often we don't ask for feedback on talks because we're too emotionally invested in it. And I've heard people talk about, you know, why do, why do we only ask for feedback before, after we've delivered it? Like, why don't we give someone our notes and say, what, am I going to say anything off piste here before I even get up? But then after I've done it, can I have some feedback? Here's a little, you know, if we don't like the verbal because it's a bit too in your face, is a form, can you give it back to me in a, in a week? Yeah. Like what was good? What could I have improved? Um, things like that help us to mm. critique. And then if we ha- create a culture of wanting feedback, we'll all be growing together. But yeah. if we create a culture where we're only allowed to say positive things, the blind spots will get advanced yeah. because we won't be aware of them. Yeah. Or if we are aware of them, we don't speak about them. Yeah. Um, so I think being hungry for for critique so that we spot our blind spots right someone said jokingly said to me something that i was doing when i was speaking recently that i was just a habit that i clearly just picked up and i was doing all the time and it was an annoying distraction for people what was it paul you can't say that not tell us what it was Basically, I was putting my hand in and out of my pocket constantly oh, wow. as okay, I was yeah. speaking. And so, and unless you kind of film yourself and watch yourself, exactly, back, you, you don't know, yeah, you don't yeah. know. And so they said, "Do you realise you did that like thirty-two times?" I was like, "Great, you weren't listening to what I said." You were really. counting but, how many? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but I tell you what, it was really helpful. So the next time, I had a mic and a Bible. So I couldn't put my hand in my pocket. Yeah. And I was like, I need to, for the next few talks, I'm going to have something in Very each good. hand Very good. so that I can't, I physically can't do it so that I can try and remove that distraction. Yeah. Yeah. But if I hadn't had that critique, I would have been distracting people and never known. Yeah. It's good. It's the fresh, I'd really encourage our youth leaders listening to, to try a, a 360 degree feedback process. So by which I mean, Give your young people the chance to feedback to you. We're in, in our youth group in Malvern, we, we've, we've, we've actually done this. We've given our young people feedback forms to say, you know, do you feel that you could bring a friend? Uh, is, is the environment warm and welcoming? Uh, is, the, is the equipment, you know, up to, up to stand? You know, have the topics we've discussed been interesting to you? What else would you like to discuss? To get feedback from our, our young people in our group. But then I'd also, you know, encourage our youth leaders to get a youth leader who they absolutely. know from to another come. church to come and, and watch them and then and swap. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then also get your get your ask your senior leader, your your mm. pastor, your vicar, whoever that is for you uh, listening. Ask them to come and watch as well. Yeah, and no, they don't. They they might not be doing youth work in you know week in week out like you are, but they will have a different perspective yeah, yeah. 
And if you can be humble enough to soak that feedback up, it will really help you to grow, won't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Paul, this has been just so, so helpful. As we close, in headline form, give us those nine hallmarks of creating a healthy culture again. So we start with releasing, not controlling both people and projects. We move into fighting self-interest, serving one another, preferring one another. We go to kingdom, not empire, not being all about our thing, but what God's doing in our, across our area and our land. Then we're modeling rest, both for our own health and for our team's health to do the same. We're modeling prayer first, not just diving straight into work, but having that intimacy with Jesus behind behind everything and, and laying it down before we pick it up and run with it uh, we're modeling reconciliation when there's conflict we're not afraid of conflict we welcome conflict but we deal with um where there's fallout we we reconcile we don't give up and, and walk away um we model accountability so we have people speaking into our lives uh, asking us the difficult questions uh, and it, we encourage those on our team to have the same we model serving nothing's too unimportant for us as leaders to be doing uh, we serve and create a culture where we all serve one another and finally we we get other people to help us to see our blind spots so good so good paul uh, thank you so much for taking some time out of the the busyness to come and speak to us on the podcast i know that's going to be so helpful for our listeners i really admire you paul as a leader i love southwest youth ministries i love spree i've been coming here for seven years i love it every time i get to come uh, if people want to find out what you're up to personally or about southwest youth ministries how can they find you on social websites so, all of that stuff. so yeah websites www.swim so that's swym.org.uk um you can find us on facebook southwest youth ministries um, Twitter as well at swimming uh, Instagram as well so yeah you can find it all but the website has got links to all of those so website's a great place to go fantastic and finally just to say to all of you who are listening uh, whether you're a voluntary leader or you're part time or you're full time just thank you thank you so much for what you're doing investing in the lives of young people it's important keep going don't give up I can't think of anything more important you could give your life to than passing on the gospel to the next generation so thank you for all you're doing and know that the smile of heaven is over your life God bless you and we'll see you next time on the Limitless Leadership Podcast thanks so much for listening to the Limitless Leadership Podcast we'd love it if you could stay in touch with us via our social channels Snapchat Instagram YouTube Facebook and Twitter all at Limitless Elim don't forget to share, rate and review this episode to help more youth leaders connect with it. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Limitless Leadership Podcast.